0: Right, welcome everyone to the Hustle With Us podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Plunkett, with you here to my right, virtually, is Mr. Craig Mushno. Craig, how are we doing today? Doing good, man. Always, always doing good. I love it. All right, let's get into it here. We just got off the line with a basketball trainer, a basketball coach, if you will, Mike Dunn, see Mike Dunn on Instagram. You might've seen his videos popping up here and there. We've been looking at him for a hot minute now. So he's certainly, uh, he's certainly one of the bigger names in the industry and certainly there to help you with your shot and with your footwork and with your game. Craig, what'd you think of the interview?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like you were saying um, at hustle here, we've been following coach Dunn for a while. Um, it was great talking with him. Really enjoyed hearing his story. You know, from a player working with his coach, doing some skills development work with players of all ages, into beginning his own business. You know, and so following his dream, getting into basketball, um, the the training world. And so I really enjoyed hearing his story along those lines. And then of course the way he got technical. You can't beat that.
0: No, definitely not. And the technicality is right there. I hope you guys have your pens and papers out as you're listening to this podcast because he just walks you through the perfect free-throw routine. And, again, you can see his stuff on Instagram. But listening to him walk you through it, I'll tell you, I mean, we were sitting here over here just practicing our own free-throw routine. So, And it also talks a good amount about how a, a good coach was his foundation. And that just seems to be a trend, doesn't it, Craig?
1: Oh, yeah. That's always – A big deal. You know, you get those role models, they'd make a huge impression on your life. And a lot of coaches listening to this podcast, I'm sure they've had similar experiences.
0: No doubt. Everyone has that person they can always point to. So here we go. Maybe Mike Dunn's the guy that you can point to. Without further ado, let's get to him. Mike Dunn. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports Training app. Are you an athlete trying to improve your skills or a youth sports coach trying to develop an effective training program? Look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills, period. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or just looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or on the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by searching Hustle With Us. Also happens to be the name of this podcast. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, welcome in everyone. We got... Coach Mike Dunn with us on the line right now. He heads up Mike Dunn Basketball LLC. He is the obviously the CEO chief in charge there. Mike, how you doing today?
2: I'm great, man. I can't no no complaints on my end whatsoever.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we love having you on here. We uh we've not gonna lie, kind of stalked you a little bit uh <laughs> on Instagram for a couple of years. We know that you got that fluid motion, that uh that real smooth shot. And uh I know we were talking with you a little bit actually before we started recording here, about where that came from. And let's just get right into it, Mike. Tell us a little bit about the foundations of, of yourself and basketball training and, and how that shot came to be.
2: Well, the, the shot the, – the, how the shot came to be is the easy stuff. I mean, that's just, that's just all my dad just growing up, um, just teaching me how to shoot the basketball. So a big, a big shout-out to my dad there, just kind of showing me the fundamentals. I also say if, if anybody, like, follows me or the kids that I work with, I attribute being able to shoot the basketball, how I shoot the basketball, a lot to picking up basketball later. So I didn't start playing basketball until I was like 10, around 10, 11 years old. And I was strong enough to shoot the ball the right way. So I think a lot of times you see all these bad habits with kids because they start playing, they, they're playing so young when they're shooting on 10 foot goals that the only way they can get it there uh, is if, they're, if, if their mechanics are out of whack. And then as they get older, those mechanics are still there because they, instilled that in their brain and that's the way they need to shoot so i lucked out in that regard for sure um and then as as for the training part um played at philadelphia university got to play for hall of fame coach her mcgee um awesome coach and it just so happened the stars aligned for me and he's uh, he was a professional shooting coach still does stuff to this day uh we'll still we'll still work with guys i know he still works with some sixers here and there and they'll bring them in for some (coughs) some uh I don't know some I I guess you could call it contract work here and there and stuff like that but um as I played for him he would take me around to his shooting his shooting clinics his camps during the summertime and I would demonstrate while he talked he got older and uh really without understanding it at the time especially as a as a college kid where you think you know everything um I didn't understand that he was kind of laying the foundation in a way in terms of you know kind of giving me the blueprint on how to go about this whole training stuff and as I uh, as I got older, was working in corporate America for a while, I decided that I, I really miss basketball. And I knew that I had all this information. And I, and I think a big thing, too, is that the information that I had, I knew I knew it was, you know, I, it was good information. But what good is it if I'm just keeping it to myself? So, you know, really, I, initially I started out the whole training thing, not not really to make money with it, but but really to just give out as much as I knew I could and then just try to help as many people as possible in the while doing it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like not only did he instill the uh the blueprint for you as you as you did say there, but also the the educators mindset obviously that comes as a basketball trainer yourself. Now you you were in corporate America, you make that leap out into the training world. How did you start to garner a client base? You know, what was the what was the first sort of tactics there? Was it social media? Was it Instagram? Was it flyers all over town? What was it? <laughs>
2: it's actually really funny because I didn't, when I first started doing it, so I started doing it really training in 2016 when I said, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. And I honestly had no idea what like I knew what Instagram was, but I wasn't on it. Um, I wasn't on Facebook. I wasn't on, I was on nothing at that point. And, um, uh, I I told my wife, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So one way I got clients was just going to gyms and shooting. I picked up clients by by parents, just seeing me shoot and then asking me to work with their kids. And then the other way I, I, I went to Craigslist and I was just posting ads on Craigslist and people would hire me, which was crazy. Like people would just they'd call I'd be like, Hey, like what's your background? I give my background and next thing you know, I'm working with their kids. So it was uh it was crazy. But I, that's why I tell like where there's a will, there's a way. I just think that, you know, if you want it, if you want something to happen enough. You're going to find these different, different avenues to, to make it happen.
1: Yeah. You get definitely get creative in ways to find uh New players to train with. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of the typical players that you work with. You know, is it youth players? You had mentioned um, college or even pro um, experience with your uh, predecessor in the past. So um, what are the typical players that you work with?
2: It's all, it's all ages. Um, you know, definitely, I, I would say the majority of high school kids. I'm working with more college kids now. Um, have had the opportunity to work with professional guys and there's some things opening up for me now that um, are going to be really cool in terms of me working with, with, with more established pros as well. But um, I would say the biggest clientele, you know, my, my biggest forum clientele now is, is high school kids. Um, Yeah.
1: Got it. And so how do you kind of change your training strategy based on if you're working with high school players versus college players?
2: I mean, really, it's really, it's a, it's a case by case basis. Um, but at the same time, what I'm focusing on in terms of usually when, when someone comes to me for, for something is it, it's, it's shooting related. So it's, it's really diagnosing whatever that individual is kind of struggling with at the time and then just kind of kind of building out from there. So there's always that little assessment period where I'd have to see what they're doing. I'd see their habits and whatnot. But after that, it's kind of each individual workout is tailored to that to that person. I don't really believe in a cookie cutter way of doing things because we don't all learn the same way. And And for that for that reason alone that that kids especially pick up on things in different ways, I like to kind of assess how how they're reacting to certain training methods and then and then go from
1: there. Got it. Let's talk a little more about shooting. I know that's what you're known for. I see a lot of examples on social media. Yeah. Um, you know what are some of the most effective shooting drills that kind of you walk players through?
2: Um so. I, I guess drills, drills, and shooting to me are kind of two separate things. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's drills, and I could tell a kid to go out and do a drill. This hey, I want you to shoot this many from this spot. where It's constant moving and all that stuff, which is great stuff. It's great for a workout. But if you're you're actually working on the shot itself um, and being able to actually shoot the ball, then I think that's when things really start to slow down, and then you kind of get into the micro skills of it. So I think drills drills are kind of separate. But when it comes to you know, what, what the foundational pieces of shooting for me, uh, balance is huge, posture is huge, and uh, and really my, my big emphasis is uh, keeping the ball close to the body and uh, trying to get a direct line from start to finish, keeping the ball as close to the body as possible while right before release making sure the hands are underneath the basketball. So that's how I kind of break it down. The, the drills kind of come after, and uh, I think footwork's a really big part of it too, but uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say those are kind of two different things in my world.
0: So the drills come after. Now tell us that your uh, your process there. How do you get your students to really attain that balance that they need? I mean, is that the core of what it's all about? You mentioned the footwork as well. What's that first thing that you're taking? Let's say with uh, you know somebody needs a little polishing out there. What's that first step you're taking with them?
2: Well, we, we go balance oriented. Um, you know, I you know, it's funny that we're having this conversation now because things changed for me. I, I recently. I recently got to meet um, Rob Fodor, who I can now consider a really good, a good friend of mine. Rob, Rob's the shooting coach for the Miami heat and um, Rob completely changed my outlook on how players move. Um, Didn't really change my outlook on shooting exactly, but on, on actual player movement. And uh, so now that's kind of where I start in terms of the balance department. Um, And, and that comes back down to uh, the vertical posture I talked about. So, you know, dropping the butt but keeping the the, the chest up, chin up, and uh, and then being able to move out of that into shots. And uh, and it's really about staying on balance, never really leaning forward too much. I know that there's a lot of times we preach these these certain types of dri- certain types of movements where we're 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 really heavily leaning one way, but when we do that, we kind of throw ourselves off balance. So uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain over the phone. It's a lot easier to actually show, but um, that's that's kind of where we start. We start in the vertical. The vertical drop posture, in which we call it, and uh, and then move from there.
0: There you go. Well, you say it's difficult to explain over the phone, but we're gonna we're gonna try and dive into that a little bit more since we are <laughs> an audio platform here. And if you want to see it, you guys can go to see Mike Dunn on Instagram. I mean, he's got all the videos, all the diagrams they're showing you, uh, point by point. You know, even even some of what these pros are doing incorrectly or correctly. So now let's let's start there. So you are all about you know keeping the ball close to the body. Yes. Walk us through the perfect free throw routine.
2: Yeah, for sure. The, to to me, the ultimate free throw re- routine would start uh, ball held about waist level, close to the body. So think about having that ball almost on your almost on your. So I'm a right-handed shooter, so the ball would almost be on my right hip. Um, and when you do that, when you bring the ball as close to your body as possible, almost when it it's actually touching your body, what happens is your shooting elbow is actually going to go behind you, and it's kind of not a. Um, it's not a very common teaching method, um, but we're all able to do that. Every human being is able to move their shoulder in a way that that elbow can now slide behind you, and that body that ball can stay close to your body. So that from that point on, now we're trying our best to bring that ball straight up into our shooting, uh, into that shooting release point. And and what really what I'm trying to do is is create a straight line from where I start on my hip up to that release point. So that's going to give me the optimal arc on the actual release. So it's, a, it's actually, you know, it's, it's a really simple concept, but if you notice, a lot of players don't do it. So a lot of players start with the ball <laughs> far from their body rather than close to their body. But if you, if you watch Steph Curry shoot, if you watch Damian Lillard shoot, you watch a lot of these guys shoot when they go to the free throw line They naturally bring that ball right into their, right into their body while, while free throw uh, shooters that struggle tend to uh, hold the ball out a little bit further away.
1: Yeah. Really interesting insights. And so, yeah, we love, as Tristan mentioned, we love getting technical on this podcast. Um, you told us about free throw shooting. How does that then change for a mid range jumper or even three pointers? You know, what, what changes in technique there? That's
2: that's the, that's the thing. I mean, I, I I would ask you guys, like, have you ever seen, have you ever seen a, uh, a good jump shooter that's a bad foul shooter?
1: Rarely. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So it, it, it it directly translates so the only difference is i mean there's now there's movement involved now you're it, now you're you know you're analyzing different things in a game i mean you you got to see where the defense is coming from your footwork has to be right timing and and all that kind of stuff but when it comes down to the actual being able to catch and shoot the basketball the same fundamental principles are going to apply but that's where it kind of comes back to what i was teaching when i was talking about earlier that i was i was struggling to um to maybe verbalize a little bit a big thing that I'm working on now is having players have their feet set and ready before their hands are actually on the ball. So when their feet are set and then your hands get on the ball, if your feet are already set, then, then all you have to worry about is going straight into that shooting motion rather than trying to do both simultaneously.
1: Got it. So, um, you know, we got a little bit technical. Let's, let's talk about kind of your players. How do you, as you're working with them, how do you identify those areas that they need to work on the most? You know, is there something that you see that's pretty common that a lot of the players that come to you they they want to find out or they want to work on? Um, how do you identify what they need to to do better at?
2: It's all different. I'll, I'll tell you for a really good example. So I've, I'm actually I, I I started working with uh, a few girls AAU teams, mm-hmm. and. This is where it, it comes into kind of how I said you assess each situation, so girls tend to shoot the ball differently than guys naturally shoot the ball, but not in a not in a bad way. A lot of girls will start with the but they'll they'll start with the ball higher rather than lower, so that's a change where I go in and I've been working with them you know pretty much strictly at the foul line, trying to bring that release point down as i as I kind of highlighted earlier, you know starting mm-hmm. the ball towards the towards the waist or, or the hip area, and then we work from there. And you know, we have that I have them doing that and now they're starting to to naturally do that in game speed action so that's an assessment that I've made you know with them with guys it's it's all you know with other players it's all different I see a lot of guys that don't know how to get their hand underneath the basketball when they shoot so I know a big area of uh con- you know people like to talk about is the thumb flick off the of the guide hand and why that happens and a lot of times that's happening because the shooting hand is never actually In the middle of the basketball when it's under the basketball and as a result that guide hands kind of trying to help out and and guide the ball straight so having players understand the why you know if they're thumb flicking and then saying hey this is why you're doing it then the light bulb usually goes off for them like oh okay that makes sense now but when you just tell a guy hey man get your guide hand off the ball you should not be thumb flicking it's not as easier it's not as easy for players to pick up on on how to actually change it.
0: Absolutely, that's uh, you've just been nailing it all all through here. I feel like that you don't think that you're uh, explaining it verbally well enough. I tell you what, I'm over here practicing my form as you're walking <laughs> through it. So no, that's certainly that too. that's certainly where I'm at. Um, now, obviously, at Hustle, we are all about the future of training and incorporating technology into into what we're doing here into making us better players. Uh, where do you see the future of training and technology? And maybe if uh, obviously you're you're Instagram famous yourself, social media famous yourself. How do you incorporate that into growing your business?
2: Uh well, first of all, technology I think in the training is going to be it's just going to keep getting better and better. Um there's that stuff. I know Steve Steve Nash has the um the uh what is it, the I court, I I forget what it's called, like home court or something like that, that tracks like your uh it tracks your release point in terms of the angle that you're releasing the basketball, which is incredible to me. It shows the actual arc. It, it will go on streaks. Tell you how many you made, how many you missed. So all that kind of stuff is huge, especially in terms of um, just feedback for a player. And I think something that's really under, underlooked or overlooked, I guess, in terms of that kind of stuff, when you actually just watch yourself on video, you can pick up on a on a lot of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that's what you know. The, you know, I think technology and shooting is going is going a long way. And then for me. I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of, you know, social media and that kind of stuff, um, it's just the ability to connect with people. And I think that that ability to reach people all over the world and kind of offer your services, whether that be, you know, online or, through, or however you're going to do it. It's uh, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. And I. I Who knows what's going to be next? I mean, Instagram has been a really cool platform for me, but I'm sure something else is going to come along that's going to blow that out of the water eventually. That'll allow people to connect even more. And, uh, you know, when used for good stuff, I think uh, all this stuff is pretty cool.
0: I'd say so. Well, you're always on the lookout, obviously, it seems like, and looking for that edge. That's just the athlete's mentality in you. All right. Well, Mike, really appreciate your time here tonight. We're going to do something that we do with all our guests. We're going to get into a little rapid-fire round, so we're going to throw some questions at you. And uh, as if if somebody's just passing you the ball right there on the wing, you're just going to fire it up, all right? Let's do it. All right, here we go. First question, if you could play a horse with any NBA player, past or present, who would you pick and why?
2: Uh, Steph Curry, man. Why? Because he's the greatest shooter of all time. So, why not play against the best? It's
1: great. So, what is the best warm up music before a big game?
2: I'm not a big warm up music guy. I never, I, you know, I tried to do that and then I feel like it would take me out of my mindset. So, I, try, I just stopped listening to music. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. All of a sudden, you're warming up and you're just bobbing your head way too much. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm not even halfway through my training process here. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Wait, maybe
1: the Hustle Podcast?
2: Ooh. yeah maybe that <laughs> yeah, might work that might work out
0: all right uh mike favorite sports movie of all time
2: favorite sports movie of all time uh man i'm, I'm a huge he got game fan. no I'm, I'm taking that back my favorite sports movie but i don't know it can be considered a sports movie is finding Forrester. um there's definitely the basketball theme to it but it's my favorite sports movie that has sports involved in it period
1: nice um are there any youtube channels you'd like to check out for coaching tips
2: um i don't i'm not huge on youtube um although i will plug myself and say that i'm diving into youtube super super heavy this summer uh with me and and two two good friends of mine that are going to try to tackle the i'm tackling the shooting portion they're going to tackle the skills portion of it so um that's where that's where i'm headed this summer
0: there you go. Now you mentioned earlier you might be doing a little bit. You might be doing a little bit more with uh, with the NBA and the and some of the professional players out there. And we'll cut this if we can't talk about it right now. But is there anything that you can give us a little preview of what's to come? I can't. I can't. Oh, <laughs> actually, we won't cut that because that's, that's that keeps people tuned in.
2: I, uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to talk to some really cool people in the in the in the basketball in the basketball world, especially the NBA world. And um one of the guys that I got to that, that I've got to really forge a friendship with, you know, one of his big big things of advice for me was to um to kind of let your work talk as things progress. And um, you know, teams don't teams don't like when you broadcast certain things because it seems like you're using it for your benefit rather than the benefit of whoever you're supposed to work with. So All right, well, I I take that advice to heart.
0: We're not gonna jeopardize any of that, that's for sure. I appreciate it. All right, Mike, again, really appreciate your time here today. Uh, before we go, let's hear, let's hear all the plugs. I want to hear the YouTube channel that you're coming up with. I want to hear the Instagram. There's anywhere else we can find you and anything else you want to plug, go for it.
2: Yeah. Instagram, see Mike Dunn, S E E M I K E D U N N. Uh, that's where I do the majority of my stuff and even long form videos, all that kind of stuff you can find me on Instagram and, uh, YouTube is see Mike Dunn as well. Just three separate words. So those are the, those are the two, the two big platforms that I'm on. And, um, I'm trying to take over YouTube this summer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see what I can do and the content I can put out and try to help as many, as many people, as many players and coaches as possible this summer.
0: Awesome. Well, we got the official Mike Dunn watch going. Appreciate your time here again, Mike. You take it easy. Keep that, keep that flow going. And uh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll talk with you soon. Checking with you a little bit down the line. How's that? sound? I
2: appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, coach.